Dead Man, that incredible ghost that stalks the living world, unseen, unheard, searching for his own killer. What brings him to Gotham City? Follow us into the deepening mystery to come, brave and bold ones. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Brave and the Bob. And I am here with a frequent collaborator of mine that is here for two reasons. One, because, well, he's a frequent collaborator of mine. And two, because we are talking about a specific character that we also cover on my horror podcast, but we will get to that in a minute. How are you, my friend? I am doing well. Chris Bailey is in the house, a.k.a. at Charlton Hero over on Twitter. And boy, we're starting out with some uh, some zany Haney, Billy, I can guarantee you. And it's Batman and Deadman this time around. Brave and the Bold, number 79. And boy, what a cover we're starting out of the gate with. We're going to start. The issue was called The Track of the Hook. And Batman is on the ground. He's been beaten. His costume is torn. He's in distress, flying over him, hovering over him, almost protecting him, is dead man. And he looks like a, a you know, a, a Shakespeare actor. And he's in the, the throes of, of sorrow. And he's, he's yelling to himself with his hand in the air and his mouth agape. And he says, I wanted Batman to find my killer, but instead I'm causing his death. And standing above the two the two prone men is a killer. Now, this killer has something very, very interesting. A businessman in like a uh, an awful pickled color uh, suit, we will say, business <laughs> suit, is standing there and holding above uh, above his head, ready to bring it down upon a prone Batman, is a hook hand. Now, why is a hook hand important, Billy? Well, the dead man himself, the disembodied ghost known as the dead man, uh, used to be Boston Brand, a circus performer who's been killed in the line of duty, searching for his killer as a disembodied ghost. But one thing we know about Dead Man's killer, he was killed by a mysterious individual bearing a hook hand. Could this be him, Billy? Where will we find out the mystery of Dead Man here on The Brave and the Bold, issue number 79? Uh, or a better question is, will Bob Haney allow us to find out if this is a killer? <laughs> <laughs> he will He will give us a whole bunch of crazy dialogue that will uh, allow us uh, uh, a look into that mystery, sir. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> or honestly, does Bob Haney even know? You know, probably not. <laughs> <At this point>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. When, when DC decides that one of their creators is considered non-canon, you never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh man yeah so yeah fantastic cover adams is uh, really on point here you know the figure work is great the logo of dead man like we said uh, you know is really cool brave and the bold is still the old school brave and the bold logo before it switched over in like the maybe the early 80 issues the yeah, issue I numbers like the, i kind of like the little um like flowing like flag yeah almost like a flag Brave and the mm -hmm. Bold with like the, the red letters inside a, uh, you know, a yellow backdrop. Pretty cool. Uh, we talked about a little bit earlier, the uh, the Batman logo mm -hmm. hasn't been uh, defined as of yet. We've got, you know, some very, very basic stylized letters and the uh, the Batarang style Batman logo has not transformed into the the super classic uh, uh, logo that would come right at directly after this one. So, you know, a lot of logos in transition, including the Dead Man's here, but... But we're not here to talk about logos because, boy, the dead man's killer is right around the corner. The track of the hook begins right here now. Page mm -hmm. one. 
Yeah, so this is a script, uh, Zany Bob Haney, Pencils and Inks, Neil Adams, and Letters by Ben Oda. So, yeah, just a little uh, blurb here on uh, Grand Comics Database says, Dead Man goes to Batman for help finding his killer and ends up helping Batman track down a mysterious syndicate boss, which, okay, yep, he uh, he helps Batman, all right. And in some ways, I don't think he helps Batman, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to this here. But I got to tell you, this first page here by Neil Adams is exquisite and again you and i have talked about this on you know my horror show where we talk about some bronze age horror stuff where neil adams you know was one of those guys you know uh, along with you know starlin and you know uh, i'm trying to think of who else there late 60s uh oh uh gosh i'm trying to the guy that did captain america and he did nick fury uh oh steranko yes yes jim steranko i'm sorry i'm brain farting here they they tried to do some really innovative things in the late 60s here and this panel uh, layout here and the progression from one to the other with this action in this alleyway. Why don't you uh, talk about that? Oh, my goodness. So you'll see basically what's going on on this page. You see the track of the hook. The title is right above here. And we've got a seemingly a, a just a gentleman. He's walking down a very, very dark alley. Now, out of the corner of his eye, he spots a hand holding a gun and even more alarming a giant hook hand. I don't know what's more alarming. Is it somebody with a gun or someone with a gun with a hook hand? Good Lord. The guy starts <laughs> to run away, but it's too late. The individual with the hook hand, who we almost get to see. We see his eye and his nose peeking out from and under his uh, his hat here. And blam, he shoots this. He shoots a guy who's running away from him. And he drops right to the ground immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it's great I stuff. Assume dead right there so somebody is uh, up against the um up against the wall and he's just witnessed a murder but yeah. it's the guy with the hook hand could this be the dead man's killer immediately right out of the gate my god mm -hmm. i think if i'm not mistaken i think the eye and nose is supposed to be that hobo that witnessed the murder I think really? the perspective Adams has there is showing him like to the right behind the brick wall and the, 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 the second panel down there where it's the hand, the left hand with the gun and the right hand with the hook is coming like uh, down the alleyway kind of towards, uh, you know, the, the guy that's fleeing that gets shot. And then they have him peeking maybe, out there, too. Maybe you're right. It's to me, it sort of looks like I'm talking about the, the fourth panel down. It looks like literally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the red one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the yeah. one with the red one. It seems like that, like they're they're giving us a a sneak peek of of who this guy is, which is really cool too. Because even in Strange Adventures, they've never even given you any kind of clue as to who that killer really is at this point. It's Dead Man or, still has no idea. He's tried to figure it out, but he has no idea. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's they've, true. They've yeah. been they've been very very vague about the uh, the killer. Only to only the only indication we've ever gotten is that there was a hook hand. Now they have called him him. So, you know, they're always they're 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 floating the idea that it's a male, but we never ever they're not confident in who it actually is. But that's the, this is the closest hook hand killer we've ever seen. Now, is this the same guy? I guess we'll find out very soon. Mm -hmm. And we got a full page splash on the very next page there, page two, where, you know, uh, Batman and Gordon and the, the fuzz here have shown up to, uh, you know, see this dead guy laying there. It looks like he has gum on the bottom of his shoe, by the way. And. <laughs> Uh, the, the the zany haney dialogue it, it, it hits you right in the face right out of the gate here uh gordon says recognize him batman and batman actually says, he says recognize him batan it's an actual <laughs> yeah. spelling mistake in the original in the original issue 
Yeah, well, they corrected it in the trades. It says Batman in my trade, but yeah, fantastic. Who's the who's the letterer? Ben Oda, you're fired. But um, Batman says uh, he's Whitey Marsh, commissioner, small-time drifter, and jack-of-all rackets. No connection between him and the big crime syndicate we're after. Just a routine rub-out. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, he's rubbing people out here, Billy. I don't know what to say here in 2023 mm. about rubbing stuff out. But anyway, while they're investigating this this gruesome murder here, you know, the, the guy is dead on the ground. Uh, Jim Gordon is kneeling, you know, trying to check out the body. Batman is looming over him, telling him that crazy stuff about Whitey Marsh. But in the background, our good friend, the dead man. Oh, so full of sorrow, Billy. Oh, so full of sorrow. And he says, no, Batman, don't say that. No murder is ever routine. Every life counts. Means something. Every killing's got to be avenged. It has to. Believe me. Take the word of the dead man. I mean, this guy's progressive. I mean, he's talking about, like, every lives matter. I mean, he is, <laughs> he is like, <laughs> way ahead of the news, Billy, here at this one. My God. Just, just a... A, a beacon of of uh, of manhood here, and I feel like as if Batman could hear him, he'd retort, "You're not from Gotham, pal." <laughs> There's just so many murder. Murder is routine in Gotham, dead man. Might not be at the circus, but you know, it is in Gotham. Now, now keep in mind, nobody can hear dead man. So if you're unfamiliar with the character, he's literally a ghost that flies around undetected in the background. He cannot. Uh, literally speak to anybody without inhabiting another body and projecting himself that way. But uh, his words go unnoticed on this one. So, mm -hmm. and when you flip to the next page, so you know the the paparazzi are here. They're they're onto this right away. <laughs> so you see these uh, you know photographer guys, and then uh, Gordon says, "Uh oh, here comes trouble. It's Kubla Kane, not Kubla Khan, Kubla Kane, and two of his photographers." So I guess, uh, you know, just to give you a little update here, this guy, uh, Carlton Kane, I believe is his name. He is on a mission to sort of get Batman and Jim Gordon ousted out of, yeah. you know, Gotham because he thinks they're not cutting it. Um, so he's kind of on his uh, defund the police, if you will, uh, kick here. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. I mean, it's hilarious you said that. So one guy's on a, you know, all lives matter kick. The other guy's defund the police. <laughs> I mean, this 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 could be a modern day comic at, at the best of it. And, uh, you know, he comes and he's waving a cane at him and he goes, another com another murder committed by the syndicate. I see the crime wave grows. eh? what are you two doing about it? I mean, this guy is like full of snot here when he's saying, you know what I mean? And I mean, mm -hmm. let me tell you something. Batman looks like aghast. He's turned around like his cape is flowing and he's like, huh, who's this nerd? Mm -hmm. And they just push their way right in and start taking pictures of this corpse. And Gordon says, keep clear of that body. This is police business. And Kane says, don't be a fool, Gordon. They're oppressed. They have every right. And like you said, the guy's last name is Kane. He carries a cane. His name is Kubla Kane, and it's like, oh, my oh, God, Haney's working overtime a... already. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then let me tell you something. He's he's literally getting in the way of a, uh, you know, a crime scene, and Jim Gordon gives it to him. He says, listen, Carlton K. Kane, you may be rotten rich and own every newspaper in town, but you don't get to own the police force, so get back. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you're a public servant, Gordon, answerable to any citizen. And you, Batman, why haven't you discovered the identity of the crime syndicate's mystery leader, the King? And Batman Ooh, the says, 
I'm pretty sure I have. The king, as your papers nickname him, must be Jack LeSabre. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> Bat- Batman, if you do have somebody like on your radar, why would you tell the newspapers? Why would you tell this guy? Like, <laughs> you probably want to keep that a little quiet so you could get the guy, right? Other than he's like, oh, they're on to me. I better leave town or I better cool it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you talk about leading the story here and take a look at the names that Haney is bringing up here. So right now we've got a guy called, uh, well, you know, Kane, Kubla, Kubla, Kubla Kane. Kane. <laughs> Kubla Kane. Then we hear about the King. Then we hear Jack LeSabre. And then it gets worse. So anyway, Gordon goes, LeSabre? I couldn't disagree more. It's got to be, <laughs> it's got to be Big Jim Coltrane. Batman are picking up his trail right now. And even Batman isn't convinced. He's like, Big Jim? He hasn't the brains or the imagination to run an operation like the syndicate. Only LeSabre could have built such a cunning crime web. (laughs) And you know at this time, I would bet money Bob Haney is driving a Buick LeSabre back and forth to work. That's where he got that name from. (laughs) Every single thing is coming from his personal life. So he obviously knows a, he knows a big Jim Coltrane and he definitely knows a Jack LeSabre. You don't just come up with these names off the top of your head. He literally has a friends group who have these names, but boy, what an odd color. These feel like Dick Tracy villains or something. I don't know. It's Jack LeSabre, see? And big Jim Coltrane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I do love that next panel there, though, where it's got a close up of, you know, Batman and Gordon kind of like in each other's faces. And there's a little, you know, a paragraph here, but it's coming from Khan or I'm sorry, Khan Kane. He says, this is just great. While you two debate the whole the whole of Gotham City is being choked by this evil combine. Do something about it fast or you'll force me to do something about both of you. And, you know, I have the power to do it. So I'm like, really? What he's threatening Batman? I mean, I get it. Maybe he could have some kind of political influence that he could get, you know, Gordon ousted. What? But what's he going to do with Batman? What is with the dialogue? There is so many words that there's almost no room for pictures. Like yeah, they are, they are literally tough. cramming characters in amongst word balloons. Now, you know, this <laughs> you talk about, uh, you know, third world or first world problems here. Uh, because if you read a comic in these days, you almost have, you know, the dialogue is very scant, you know what I mean? Very, very lean. These things are like, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica's. They're trying to get as much information jammed in these pages as possible to the point that last panel, which shows the close up of Batman and Gordon, doesn't even have this Kubla Kane guy in, in the frame. There's no room. <laughs> it's fantastic. But and then all of a sudden uh, this, you know, dorky little guy that what did, what was he doing in this alleyway buying coke or something he was like just <laughs> creeping in this alleyway and he goes excuse me sir i saw the murder and uh, kane what a witness and of course you know everybody's like hey there was a witness and the guy says the killer had a false hand a hook well of course you know <laughs> dead dead man hears that and gets like a ghostly erection because he's like, oh boy, now I know this has something to do because you know no other person on the planet could have a hook hand other than his killer. So it's here we go. And he, it, he says in full drama too, by the power of Ramna Kushna, Hook, he's here. What luck! I came to Gotham to get Batman, the world's greatest detective, to help me find my killer, Boston Brand's murderer, and now that killer's here. 
So he thinks he's just, yeah, he just literally (laughs) rolled into town and Batman solved this mystery within two seconds of him being there. Boys, he's living life. He's or or not living life. One or the other. I'm not sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Kane says, there it is. Positive identification. Even you two should be able to track down a man with a hook. I'm like, wow, listen to him hitting below the belt here. (laughs) Even you two like there are a couple of clowns. This is this is hilarious because Kane is he runs a newspaper. How much power did these guys have back in the day? You know what I mean? Think about old Spider-Man show or uh, cartoons and and the comic books themselves. I mean, J. Jonah Jameson had a stranglehold on every single story and every, you know, every crime that went on. And now Mm -hmm. the same thing with this Kane guy who literally I think this is his first appearance. Would it be fair to say that? I've never Mm -hmm. seen this guy before. Yet he runs the most distinct uh, newspaper in the history of Gotham. I don't think he's ever mentioned again. I don't know. <laughs> this must be like a, a a fly-by-night publication, we'll say. Well, it's funny because, you know, Dead Man gets pissed because Batman just says like, hey, man, I, I don't care about this hook-handed guy. I'm going after the syndicate and, you know, this this big boss, the king. And that pisses off Dead Man. And he's like, no, Batman, you can't, you know, ignore the hook. You, you've got to, you know, help me out here. So he... <laughs> He jumps into the body of just some passerby and the, makes the passerby grab Batman by the shoulder. And he says, hold it, Batman. I'm Er Eddie Marsh, Whitey's brother. I'm asking you to take the case. Whitey maybe was a wrong punk, but his killing needs solving. And Batman turns around and goes, huh? And he's like, the, the, he then says again, dead man, this the guy he's possessed says, his death needs avenging. Anybody does. You hear me? And Batman goes, what's your game, mister? Whitey had no brother. Just who are you anyway? Talk. And I'm thinking now Batman knows the family history of every like punk in Gotham. Like what? <laughs> How does he know? But but not only that, this guy, uh, the fake Whitey's brother gets the drop on him. He actually belts Batman across the face with like a right with a with a right cross. And you'll hear the sound effect that says swack. And I mean, he mm-hmm. gives it to him. Batman's head jerks to the side. He said, so I'm not good enough for you to take my case, huh? Not important enough, huh? And Batman takes a blow and another one. This guy is going at him. But we got to keep in mind, it's actually dead man who's in control here. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's dead man getting the drop on the Cape Crusader, which is interesting in itself. Yeah, but Batman, you know, after taking a couple, he says he's flipped, but he hits like a ton of bricks. Got to defend myself. And. He gives him a left, and then it looks like a right, maybe. He maybe even in the stomach. I'm not sure, but a dead man's just like, I got to get out of here because, you know, I got to get out of this guy because, you know, I, I I lost my temper, and this guy's taking a beating, and Batman goes, he's collapsed. I didn't hit him that hard. What gives? And dead man says, I, I give bat guy. But then you don't know who dead man is. Nobody does. Blast the luck. <laughs> What, what's what's funny about Dead Man is that he can inhabit a body. So he inhabited this guy, just a stranger out of nowhere, just so he can communicate to Batman, you know, the reason why he should take on his case. But mm-hmm. as soon as times get tough, he bails out of the body, leaving this poor guy getting jacked up by Batman in the middle of the street. And this guy wakes up and I mean, he is, you know, he's being peppered by the Cape Crusader and he has no idea what's going on here. He just thinks that he's, you know. That he just got the crap kicked out of him by uh, by Batman, and boy, right on the scene here comes good old Kane again, and you know he's got his uh, paparazzi in tow, and this guy points his finger, Batman beat me up, and of course <laughs> Kane is there, finger pointed at him, he says, get this picture, boys, and of course flash bulbs are all over the place, the paparazzos are not in Batman's corner on this one, but he goes all Hollywood celebrity, he's smashing these cameras left and right. 
Yeah, and it's just funny because Batman really loses it here. I don't know that I'd ever seen him get this crazy before. I mean, I get it. He doesn't like this cane guy and, you know, these paparazzi sticking their nose in there. But it's like, man, he, he turns and smashes the camera. And uh, the guy says, see that, Gordon? I demand you arrest him for assault and interfering with the press. And Gordon listens to that goon cane. I would just be like, dude, don't tell me what to do. I'll talk to Batman later or something like that. But nope, he turns and says, sorry, Batman, but. When Batman jumps up to the fire escape and just is like, see you later, pal. I'm out of here. And he just leaves. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's really strange. So, yeah. So, so Haney is, is sort of doing his, doing his thing with Batman. Because one of the things that you'll know with, with any of Bob Haney's Batman stories is that, you know, his character, his range, his storylines, his continuity may not flow from issue to issue. But as long as Bob Haney can think about it in his head, that's what's going to happen on that page. And sort of out of character, Batman is like this guy. He doesn't like the paparazzos. You know, he's hitting uh, innocent people out in the streets and not even being remorseful. You know what I mean? He's letting guys get the drop on him. I mean, just a stranger out of nowhere, just popping Batman in the face. I mean, not the traditional Batman that we're used to here. So, you know, Haney is uh, Haney is mixing some stuff up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's like, you know, getting a little out of hand here. I kind of do like it, but. Um, I do love the, the guy's dialogue, by the way, once dead man leaves him. W- what happened? Batman, you creamed me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, did he now? <laughs> <laughs> That's a website for another day, my friend. My goodness, you can make money off that. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it's like Batman after dark here. It's like, this is fantastic. <laughs> but so Batman takes off and uh, he's like running down like a street. And there's a car racing up to him. And you can even see in the tiny illustration there of the car, there are guys hanging out the window with guns. Like, they're about to, you know, gun him down. So Deadman's liter- just like... It's literally the old Dick Tracy villain thing where the guys got yeah. her hanging out the side with the Tommy guns. We're going to mm-hmm. mow down, Tracy. See? We're going to get him for Big Boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting. As, as- and Batman doesn't see it coming. Like, he doesn't have the spider sense. But Deadman certainly sees it. And he dives right into the Cape Crusader's body. And boy, this is where the story gets really good. This is this is where it really caught me by surprise. And uh, I really, really like uh, what is about to be discovered here. What do you think? Yeah, this is great. And this is something I will give Haney credit for. Uh, but we'll get to it here in a second. So <laughs> he, he gets, you know, Batman out of the way of the bullets and says, whew. I really saved Batman's hash that time, his hash. And uh, he says, oh, there's another car coming. And it says the next instant and in here quickly, sir. Hey. And again, with dead man still possessing Batman's body, Alfred picks him up. And Alfred says, I observed that syndicate attempt to erase you. Are you all right, sir? And I'm thinking, what did he have like Alfred trailing him? And he just ran away from the police like. Or it's just happenstance. Alfred was like going to the grocery store and he was like, hey, there's Batman about to get smoked. I better help him. Now, one one continuity error that I'm seeing here. Now, Deadman is clearly aware of Batman. Okay, mm-hmm. clearly, clearly aware that Batman is the thing. He's seeking him out to give him a hand, tracking down his killer. But he just jumps aboard this random car with this butler and... Oh, wait a second. He does. So Alfred introduces himself. It's I, Alfred, sir. Okay. Because he said, uh, sure, Alfred, where are we headed? It all it struck me funny because I thought he knew Alfred before he knew Alfred. So nope, nope. He he explained himself he explained himself away. So 
Alfred, when when Bruce Wayne jumps into the car, he introduces himself as Alfred. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's weird because he, he does pull up to him and say, get in quickly. And, you know, dead man here, I guess it looks like he might grab his cape and pull him in. And maybe because he's like, hey, like, who is this? Because there's a little question mark there. They could have done a little bit better at the dialogue here. But like I said, then he's like, it's Alfred. And he's like, er, sure, Alfred, where are we heading? And he goes, why home, sir? It's the only place, safe place at a time like this. And, you know, usually when Haney writes these Brave and the Bold stories, um, when the, the, the guest star comes to, you know, uh, meet up with Batman, in a lot of instances, he already knows Batman is Bruce Wayne. And, of right. course, people would be screaming their heads off and be like, Haney, you idiot. He does not know Batman's secret identity. Like, literally, at this point, only Superman knew or maybe Superman and, you know, Wonder Woman or something like that. But not just, you know, Green Arrow or somebody like that. But uh, to his credit, you know, he did not know that Bruce Wayne was Batman. And he even talks about, like, thinks about it to himself here, right? And then when he's brought back to Wayne Manor, all of a sudden... The revelation is complete, and now he's fully aware that Batman, that Batman's real identity is actually Bruce Wayne. Now Alfred is walking him through the, you know, the palatial estate, and he says, "Here we are, sir. You can become Bruce Wayne again." And then it hits Dead Man. Now he's still acting as Batman, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, "Bruce Wayne, great blazes! I've stumbled onto Batman's real identity. So Batman's that spoiled, super rich playboy." Even Boston Brand, a no-account errorless from a flea-bitten Connie, heard of him. He said, that tape recorder, <laughs> maybe it's the answer to the search for my killer. The end of the trail for Hook. <laughs> now, he's just, all he's concerned about, he's like, okay, I just discovered that Batman is Bruce Wayne. I'm sitting in his house, and he's just, he, he cannot break his fixation on finding his killer. He can't enjoy this moment. You know, he can't, you know, open up the whiskey cabinet and have one of those fruits that's over there sitting in the bowl or, you know, get Alfred to make him a sandwich. There's so many options here. And all he cares about is that tape recorder. So you got to, you got to give the guy credit. Yeah. And it's interesting. He, 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 he finds an interesting way here to uh, let Batman know that he's a ghost and he needs help. So while he's inhabiting Batman's body, he uses his tape recorder to record a message and then jumps out of Batman's body. I mean, you do get a little disoriented when he jumps out of your body. So even if a tape recorder was right in front of me, I don't know if my first instinct would be, hey, I better play while on this tape recorder. You know, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> this is where we get the uh, the flashback to, you know, where Dead Man basically on this tape recorder tells Batman who he is and what he's all about. And he, you know, listens to it and he's just like, fantastic absolutely astounding so you know batman does listen to all this and he kind of does think to himself you know you know maybe i should take this guy's case on here and you know that's basically what they do you know they there's there's like a it's almost like you know a buddy cop team here you know it's almost like starsky and hutch but if hutch was a ghost and starsky can't hear him that's what happens from here on out (laughs) it's 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 funny you got the body of a disembodied uh trapeze artist mixing with a um I guess an orphan who, you know, is, is also a creature of the night who also happens to have a sidekick who was also in the uh, in the trapeze business whose parents have also died. So, you know, maybe this Brave and the Bold should have been Robin and Dead Man. And then we got us a relatable story. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the last part of the message I love where Batman's listening intently and uh, Dead Man says, now I know who you are, Batman. And how you caught your own parents' killer. 
You didn't let them go unavenged. Don't let Boston Brand's murderer get away with it. I beg you. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. I get it that he knows who Bruce Wayne is and you know knows that he's Batman now. But how does he know Batman uh, avenged his parents' murder? I don't, I don't know how he'd know that. Ah, you wouldn't know that. You absolutely would not know that. So there you go. Continuity flaws. Haney, what have you done here? Mm-hmm. And of course, Batman, Batman's all in. He, he just had a revelation. The light bulbs are on in the, in the manor. And he says, this explains everything. The man who assaulted me, my loss of memory until I got home. And he's right. I can't let this death go unpunished. All right, dead man. I know you're here. Listen, I'll take your case. I'll help you find your killer. And dead man is like super jacked. And he's like, ha ha, good man. Sometimes there's hope for justice. <laughs> he's flying this around with this big the, grin on his face. <laughs> this is just the quirkiest look of dead man that I've ever seen here. But man, you know what? These panels, Adams is just, he's just killing mm. it here. Like, like it, it almost, it almost goes above the, the material that he's given. You know what I mean? He's out drawing the material he's, He's actually been given because I think he's been given a turd here by Haney and he's just, he's just drawn the, <laughs> the life out of the, out of this material is what I can say. Really, really good. Yeah, and then later a Rolls Royce leaves the Wayne mansion and we have Alfred taking Bruce Wayne, not Batman somewhere. And you know, uh, dead man's getting pissed. Cause he's like, why are you in this monkey suit? What about my killer? And uh, although Bruce doesn't hear what he says, He's smart enough to figure out what's going on, I guess. So he says, I figured you're here fuming, dead man. Relax. As Bruce Wayne, I have a dinner date at Carlton K. Kane's, a date that could help your case. And they pull up to this guy's house, and it almost looks like some, you know, Egyptian pyramid. And It does. De- it's a de- really, really unusual piece of architecture he's got here. It's like literally a series of steps. It, it is a, it's very pyramid-like, absolutely. And then here we go back to, like, I just, I I feel like at times Haney forgot that Bruce and Batman can't hear Deadman. Because Deadman goes, wow, what a pile, Batman. A pile for somebody's house? And (laughs) Bruce says, Xanadu, Deadman, Kane's little bungalow. It befits one of the world's richest men, no? And I'm thinking, you know, the way the dialogue is there, it's almost like he can hear him, which, again, he can't. Yeah, he sort of, uh, I guess it's like the imaginary friend thing. I think it's one of those things where <laughs> you, you know somebody's in the room, uh, you're just going to talk to yourself. But uh, what's weird about this is that Dead Man doesn't technically have a body. Like, he's just literally floating into the abyss, yet he gets aboard the car and drives to the show with Bruce Wayne. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think of this, too? This guy, Kane, has such tight security for his party. He has, like, some, like, mook. Uh, with a guy uh, with a like a looks like a wolf on a leash here and it's scaring the crap out of Alfred. Yeah, it's really. And listen, man, I think this is one of the definitive um, Alfred drawings. I mean, Neil Adams really gets how to draw Alfred. You know what I mean? He's got a, a distinguished gentleman type look and he never, you know, he never goes outside the lines when it comes to Alfred. He always has this really, really strong depiction of him. But they are headed inside this weird piece of architecture by with Mr. Kane. And uh, it's bizarre all over the place. So inside they have these really, really ornate statues and uh, in comes Bruce Wayne. And someone is at the beginning of the hall just waving. And he says, ah, Bruce, welcome. Bruce goes, 
Good evening, Carlton. He says, Kane's got the most complete file in the country. Been unseen and heard, Boston. You can check it out on Whitey Marsh. I'd like any info you can find. So he's sort of talking to him like he knows he's there, but there's nobody there to respond. So, you know, is Bruce just taking a gamble that dead man is there? I assume so. He's got no way to prove otherwise. Yeah, it is interesting because, I mean, I get it. Batman's no dummy. You know, he's he's a smart guy, but he's not quite, you know, he's nowhere near the, the bat god he is now. So it is kind of weird sometimes. I kind of felt like, Haney, did you forget? You know, maybe he no, forgot. There's, there's, no, there's no question that this dialogue is written with... Uh, with uh, with a lapse in judgment here, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so you know, as you can you know uh, imagine, what happens is you know Carlton and Bruce you know have their little dinner here, but uh, Dead Man just uh, possesses one of the goons at the uh, palatial estate here to uh, you know you know figure out what's going on and see if there's any information anywhere you know about this uh, hook-handed killer and all that jazz. But you know it, it doesn't really honestly lead to anything. So. It's just back to like, you know, Bruce being like, well, I guess I'll just change into Batman and, you know, go harass some, you know, schmooze and squeeze them for information. <laughs> it's true. All the, this entire scene. So think about this. Batman is invited to this dinner or, or Bruce Wayne is, I should say. Uh, this guy, Carlton, who runs the newspaper. Now, I don't know what their publishing scheme is, but brother, they are. They must be making some coin. They're selling some papers because this house is massive and you get to see and they're over there. And, you know, uh, Carlton's got this giant banquet table and he's got hams and all kinds of soups and he's got a butler serving them. And both of them are wearing tuxedos and he's talking about it all. He says they're sitting at the table and they're just breaking bread together while while dead man is uh, is rooting through the files in the background, trying to pill for information. Bruce is here buying some time, having dinner with this douchebag that he doesn't like. And Kane has taken every chance he gets to get into the the, the grip of Bruce Wayne and, and some of his money. He's trying to get support for his cause. So he says, Bruce. Gotham must be saved. The syndicate is choking it to death. Gordon and Batman are just baffled and hopeless. They couldn't solve a crossword puzzle. Little is enough <laughs> Batman sitting at the end of the table. He says, we're two of a kind, Bruce. Wealthy, educated, gifted aristocrats. I might say our beloved Gotham needs us to save it. Help me get rid of our present government, Gordon and Batman. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, Bruce is just like, this is ironic. Carlton only knew his honored guest is Batman. Then, of course, <laughs> out comes Dead Man. And now Dead Man has now inhabited the butler. And he goes, Coffee, sir. But yet he's slipping Batman a little note underneath his coffee. And he says, The butler is passing me a note. Found nothing on Marsh, but plenty on LeSabre. D Man. D Man. <laughs> so he's, he's, a, He's already got a kinship with him now. He's just calling him D-Man. So they've been together and exchanged exactly how many words? Five? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, what did Dead Man uh, call him? Other Bat Guy earlier. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bat Guy like, and D-Man. Uh, first team up and they're already best buds. It's like, no, not not really, man. <laughs> but Bruce basically tells him, like, yeah, you know, Gotham's got its issues, but I don't think, you know toppling the, the the government in Gotham and ousting Batman and Gordon's the answer. So uh, thanks. Thanks. But no, thanks, pal. 
<laughs> yeah, so it sort of, it sort of seemed like a lot to just turn the guy down. This guy offered him to his house, broke bread with him, you know, gave rolled out the red carpet for him. Really, he just wanted Bruce Wayne's money to help him with his cause and be able to, you know, bring down Gotham's brass, which is which is Bruce Wayne and uh, well, not well, not Bruce Wayne, Batman and 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 I guess Commissioner Gordon, who he mm-hmm. thinks is just running this town. So, yeah, and it is it's interesting like, too. Well, he takes it quite well. He just says, okay, you know, no hard feelings. Old man calls him old man, which I like. Very good <laughs> twist there. If I must save Gotham alone, so be it. Thanks for listening to me. And he's just with the big Ken doll smile on his face, and they just leave. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's great, though, that Dead Man possesses Alfred now. So this is fantastic. So they actually have a little uh, conversation and back and forth, and uh, Batman says, uh, you know, he's going to go uh, check on this uh, uh, Willie pigeon the stoolie uh to see what information he knows but i love how dead man that jumps out of alfred and alfred goes my word i must have dozed at the wheel (laughs) (laughs) i love it fantastic and he goes mr wayne he's going change to batman i'll continue home and then they're 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 after willie the willie the pigeon the stoolie and uh, they uh, squeeze some information out of him and this is fantastic. So on page 13 here, when Batman's got him by the, you know, the shirt and he's, you know, threatening him, uh, this guy says, don't please monk Manville, new goon from out of town, spending lots of dough. Word is big Jim Coltrane imported him to zap whitey zap oh my. whitey. I want you to think about just the, just the names that got poked in there. It's monk <laughs> Manville. Talking about Bing Jim Coltrane and Zap Whitey. Oh my God! Like, what is going on here? Like, oh, you talk mm-hmm. about cliche, cliche names. Oh boy. Yeah, and one of the w- ways they caught this guy because this guy started running from Batman, and it looked like he almost might have a slight chance of getting away. But Dead Man inhabited the body of some like poor old senior citizen here and was able to like trip him up so Batman could get there. And then the, you know, as an old man. He says, a hook, Stooley. Did he have a hook? And he grabs the guy and like starts like acting like he's going to clobber him. And a hook? I don't know. I never seen him. Never heard of him. And Batman, right in front of the Stooley, says, easy, dead man. Let him go. I'm like, uh, you just outed dead man as this old guy <laughs> in front of the Stooley. So to the other guy, he just seems like, uh, does he think that dead man is just a geriatric senior citizen or does he think that Batman has taken se- leave of his senses? What, like what, what is the, uh, what are the optics here? I would say from a, from an outsider's perspective, <laughs> you know, it looks pretty, pretty weird here. Yeah. I'm thinking the silly thinks Batman's on the yeah. sauce is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> then they sees the newspaper and this thing is called, what's the newspaper called? It's just called news. And it says mm-hmm. Kane run for mayor on referendum ticket or reform ticket and he mm-hmm. says well i'll be kane wasn't kidding he was really cut out he was really out to cut a clean up this bug with you and batman he <laughs> said blast it. i should be after the saber and the syndicate before i get hung up on with this phony charge that you caused hold on it's boston brands killer you promised to get don't cop out on me man batman all right all right you crazy ghost get off my back it's like really would batman say that all right you crazy ghost get off my back (laughs) what and then and then then he goes through the entire litany of uh of uh dick tracy characters that that he's talking Mm -hmm. about here just tell him what to say here yeah wait 
Willie just said Big Jim Coltrane hired Monk Manville. Gordon insists Big Jim's the king. Maybe he's right, and I think I know I can find him. Let's go. And uh, he thinks he knows where to find him. So they uh, go up to, I don't know what this looks like here, just like an apartment maybe. And he's like, oh, he's gone. The birds flew in the coop. Trail's cold. And he goes, what's that, dead man, in the corner? And he goes, this photo of Monk. He has no hook. Hear that, dead man? No hook. And I'm thinking, what kind of guy who's a crook and wants to kind of like stay out of a harm's way takes a picture of himself with a Tommy gun? <laughs> he got a glamour shot with a Tommy gun. <laughs> what the heck? Stand over there. See, we're going to get our glamour shots. Come on, Big Jim. Come on, uh, Monk, Monk Man. <laughs> oh, my God. This is terrible. Yeah, and he goes, get it, dead man. If Monk did shoot Marsh, he couldn't have killed Boston Brand, even if that witness was wrong about the hook. So we are stymied nowhere. And uh, dead man thinks to himself, there's got to be an answer. There must. Hook, I'll get you somehow, some way. You can't cheat dead man. And I'll be honest, at this point, I thought the whole hook thing was just going to go away. And dead man was going to team up to, you know, help Batman find, you know, who the the big secret uh, kahuna is behind the scenes here that's running the crime syndicate. And it does seem like it's going to go in that direction for a second, but it certainly doesn't. And I love uh, on page 15 here, there's just, you know, like a half page panel. It's a uh, Batman and he goes, Gotham's in trouble, dead man. I'm dropping your case for, and dead man gets pissed and goes, drop it, my case. You can't what's up. And Batman says, writing on the back of the photo. Great ghosts. I feel like a cold hand has just clutched my heart. <laughs> Again, would Batman really say this? Come on. Come on. <laughs> then, we get, then we get to a good, uh, a really cool picture. So, you know, uh, mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the strengths of Neil Adams is to show action. And he always shows Batman in the right proportions. And some of, I think he has some very underrated action scenes. You know, the guy's mm -hmm. got a really, really strong handle on like anatomy and posing and realistic characters. But, you know, Todd McFarlane, you know, brought Spider-Man to the next level with his, you know, his swinging and all that type of stuff. And I think that Adams had a really good handle on exactly how to pose Batman when he was swinging. I, I like the way he does it. It's like a it's like a si simplistic look, but you can really see the swing of the legs and everything, how he does it. And it feels really natural. And it seems like something that you could pull off yourself. Now, kids, don't try that at home. Thank you. But dead man is is he's all upset. You know, this guy just just dropped his case. He's on a new mission here now. And they're swinging across Gotham City and over the loudspeaker says, this is Carlton Kane. I appeared. I appeal to all decent citizens to join my crusade and to rid our city of corruption, crime and incompetence like Commissioner Gordon and Batman. So he's being very clear about his mission wow. statement. <laughs> And, yeah. and Dead Man's all about it. He says, "Wow, Kane sure shaken up this bug. So are the and so are the cops. But what's with Batman? Where's he hidden? <laughs> and there we go. And they're headed to Whitey Marsh's garage. When do you fill us in, Billy? Mm -hmm. Batman says, "I can imagine your questions, Dead Man. On the back of that photo, Monk wrote the dates he met with his parole officer. He had to use his real name." And again, this is Haney, like, trying to connect stuff. I mean, it's it's like, okay, you know, continuity is one thing. I get it. But sometimes he uses it to connect things that nobody wants connected, and here he does this. So at this point, I'm assuming we're still under the, uh, you know, Batman's parents were killed by a guy named Joe Chill. <clears throat> so Batman says, after he said he had to use his real name with a parole officer, 
Max Chill. He's the brother <laughs> of the man who killed my parents. So now, at this point, they're saying maybe, possibly, this you know killer, this hook-handed killer, who killed Dead Man, Boston Brand, and made him Dead Man. Then, uh, is his brother is the one that killed Batman's parents? Right. It's like, it, hey, it, come on, man. Uh, yeah, he's going too far, and I love the way that they got him called Max Chill, as it seems like a new version of Mr. Freeze or something. Maximum Chill, you know what I mean? Max Chill, and he's not the he's not Joe Chill who killed Batman. No, 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 or Batman's parents. No, he's the brother of <laughs> Max Chill. And yeah, he goes through. Uh, Haney goes through way, way too many levels of detail trying to shake out both killers. So now. We've got a double whammy here. So, you know, dead man, he can't find the, the hook-handed killer. And now we have the brother of the person who possibly killed Batman's parents. Oh, boy, this thing's shaking out. Yeah, and dead man says, well, I'll be a spook's uncle. And Batman says, oh. Max Chill swore he'd get me for causing his brother Joe's death. Now I've got a reason for staying on Monk's trail. Got to get him before he gets me. We'll recheck Whitey's garage. When a good detective hits a dead end, he goes back over the same ground. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm marking that down. That's what all good detectives do. Um, and they go now, in. What, now, speaking of detectives, he's inside the garage. And inside the garage, there's an entire panel of levers. And a Batman mm -hmm. being the detective, he just goes over, starts yanking on the levers, pushing them up and down. He goes... Let's see what these levers do. It's like the stupidest thing I've ever seen Batman ever do. And when they go into the garage, they discover an entire, a giant room filled with stacked right to the roof slot machines. And Dead Man looks at him. He opens up once the uh, the garage opens up, and he sees that it's loaded to the gills with slot machines. He goes, "Shades of Fu Manchu." A hidden room, and it's loaded with slut machines. <laughs> mm, Batman. And we hit the jackpot. Marsh was connected oh. to the syndicate. Kane was right. Now maybe we'll get the big payoff, the identity of the king. And Dead Man, again, he's getting pissed, but he's talking to Batman as if Batman can hear him. And he says, lay off, Batman. It's Hook we want. Hook alias Monk Manville, alias Max Chill. And Batman, what? that noise somebody's coming and dead man decides okay buddy you got us this far now i'll take over and get hooked myself and he just takes over batman <laughs> it's the weirdest thing just in time because it looks like old max chill is here now i'm not sure what it is but uh this max chill guy has a hook hand well 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 he says hold it batman I've been waiting for a long time to off you for my brother Joe. And Batman, as Dead Man, or, or Dead Man as Batman, says, It's chill. And he does have a hook. Or I'm flipping my bird. Uh, <laughs> flipping my bird. It's like, yeah, that one didn't that one didn't age well. <laughs> I don't even know what he's trying to say. But anyway, what? now he's threatening Dead Man Batman. With the gun pointed out. This is the guy who we saw at the beginning. It was actually Max Chill. The brother of Joe Chill. The person who killed Batman's parents. And he says. I never thought it'd be this easy. Breathe your last big shot. And he says. Then dead man is in realization. He's like I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually about to get Batman killed. He says what have I done? 
I'm getting Batman killed. Hey, the hook, the guy who knocked me off has it on his left hand. It ain't him. It ain't hook. So he realizes that the hook hand is not on the correct hand. So it's not his killer. Mm-hmm. Imagine all this time he went through such emotion, such pain, such agony over trying to find this guy with the hook hand only to realize, wait a second, this ain't the guy. And now he's stuck in Batman's body about to be killed. Well, he takes care of that because with one swift motion, good old dead man, Boston brand in dead man's body, just knocks the ever loving crap out of Max chill and literally sends him flying. And Joe chills pockets are full of coins. And you just see him landing all over the place with little sound effects like spang, tangle, ting, chink. He says, here, chill. You're not getting, he said, and that he says, here, chill. And that's not all you're getting, you low life. And he said, <laughs> here's my Sunday punch. And he just smacks him over the face with a nice right cross. Anyway, Joe Chill dodges this one. He goes, you missed, big man. Now I'll hook you into the middle of next week. And he drives down and he just jams him with that hook in the back. And Batman goes, arg. Yeah, he's starting to get the better of Batman, but, you know, as uh, you know, Deadman ha- is possessing him. So Deadman's finally like, you know, I better get out of Batman's body and let Batman fight this guy because I'm not up to snuff. And what about that po- the panel there? Bottom right, page 18. It's almost an exact replica of the cover. Man, it is actually like I've seen covers that represent the inside of the comic. Rarely have I seen the entire cover actually be in the issue. I'm I'm thinking, man, that this is literally recycled material they actually have the cover right here i, I don't yeah. know if he got uninspired and decided well i'll just trace this cover i'm too i have no inspiration for this panel yeah there's only two things i can notice different is uh the hook-handed guy it looks on the cover as if he has a tie unless that's just some kind of weird shadow and there's none of that happening in this one uh this panel and then batman the the, the scrapes and the rips in his you know bat uniform here are uh uh, there's there's more of them on the cover, but it does look exactly, I mean, exactly like the cover. Oh, man, it does. And finally, you know, Dead Man escapes the body of Batman because he's in some trouble. And Batman finally realizing he's back to himself, he takes over and he takes care of good old Max Chill with a nice blow to the stomach. And literally, he hits him so hard with a whoop that he picks him literally right off the ground with a punch and he just buries the needle into this guy's guts to the point where Boston Brands in the background is dead man going, oh, beautiful, Batman, just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And here's where, again, Haney, some of his stories, they're a little kooky and crazy, I get it, but here's where he just, again, it's one of these things where it's just just a bridge too far. So Mr. Hookhand here is wearing a fake hook over his hand. It's like, Haney, why did you need to go there? <laughs> I, just, I, I, I don't know. Come on. Why, why does he have a fake hook? What would, what would interest you in, in, in having a fake hook on your hand? I, I don't know. Anyway, it's Haney. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Batman, he does clobber the guy, and the guy tries to run away, but then the hook hand gets caught in the slot machines, and the slot machines fall on top of this guy, and, you know, he's a, basically a goner, and he's in his death throes, and for some insane reason, he decides to just spill his guts while he's in his death throes and say, hey, before I check out Batman, got to square things. And I thought, no, you really don't. You're a crook. You don't have to square things. You're not going to the good place instead of the bad place because you're going to tell Batman this crap. 
Like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> he's 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 making peace with Jesus here. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, uh, got to square things. The king had me kill Marsh. He was double crossing the syndicate. He had me wear a phony hook. Make sure somebody saw the zap. So it had looked like the work of some other gun. I trailed uh, you here, Batman, and put the hook on again. So you'd so the same guy would be blamed. And he goes, chill. Who is the king? LeSabre? Big Jim Coltrane? Who? And he goes, I don't know. I was hired by the paymaster. Easy loans. What? Easy loans. <laughs> so now there's another person here. It's crazy. And he, he just croaks. And he goes, he's gone. The Chill Brothers are out of my life forever. And top of page 20 here. You know, oh boy. Dead man. So Chill wasn't hook after all. And Batman says, the king is cunning. He must have read of Boston Brand's murder, tried to make Marsh's killing look like the same man did it. Why would that, why would he care? Like, why would this syndicate guy give a crap or read about some nobody getting killed at a circus? Why would he know that? And why would he care? I, I think, and I tried to rationalize myself with this, I think the the murder and the mystery of this guy uh, made headlines, okay? So... I think that they took the easy way out and just decided to, you know, go ahead and wear the hook. So it's going to take the heat and all the news off us. And they think that this crime that we're about to commit is by this guy whose name is in the papers. That's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, come on, man, because I, I can't remember if they say where the circus was because it wasn't in Gotham. I can tell you that. So then that no. means this guy's reading a newspaper from five states away and found out about a murder in 1968. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> it's reaching. It's reaching. But hey, it's it's possible. It's, possible. <laughs> it's like, again, it's just, it's it's always a bridge too far, man. Like the, the dialogue, <laughs> I, I get it. Some of these, some of it is just ridiculous, you know, but it, this, a couple of these things were just like, yeah, this is like going way too far, Haney. Like you, you didn't really need to throw you don't always have to try to put 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag. You can stop oh, at seven. God. The crap's already leaking out at seven. You don't need to go to 10. No. And yeah, he's, 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 like I said, he's trying to reach way too far with this, this story. He's trying desperately to shoehorn dead man into this story. And it's not really fitting, but give him credit, Billy. He's uh, he's, he's giving it the college try here. Well, they go to the easy loans place to find this, uh, you know, paymaster. And again, here we go. They kind of act like they're talking to each other. And Deadman goes, Blazes, the paymaster, he's been zapped totally. So he sounds, he's saying zapped instead of killed, murdered, rubbed out. I can even take, that's like an old gangster thing, but zapped. Where is Haney getting that from? And then he's like turned into a valley girl. Totally. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so good. Yeah, so, the records, the records all gone. The king's getting nervous. He must know we're on his trail. Hey, what's that paper? And there just happens to be a little piece of paper here that says Sacred River account. And <laughs> what about this panel at the bottom of page 20? This that? is the absolute <laughs> best. It says, yeah. not, the narrator goes, not long after, a skiff skulls silently on black waters, carrying two passengers, two hunters, entering a dark domain. And we get to see the most ludicrous picture of like a really like dark evening scene where Batman and dead man are in a boat. Now, Batman is on the very, very tail end of the boat, and he's sort of pushing along with a large stick, not even a paddle. 
and <laughs> Dead Man is hilariously right on the bow of the boat, and he's just in like this, uh, I guess, introspective uh, seated position where he's just sitting on the edge of, of the of the boat, and it's just <laughs> the most ridiculous scene. But I, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's you know what it looks like. It seems like you know you ever been to um, I don't know if it's where is it that you know all the um, all the places are built on canals and you get to see like tourists. Oh yeah. Like in Italy. Oh. Yeah. Somewhere yes. in Italy, I think this, this, this Venice, like he, Venice. <laughs> yes. It looks like they're in Venice <laughs> and Batman is like the guy rowing the boat while dead man is just the casual, uh, you know, customer paying for the ride through the canal here. That's what it looks like. It's hilarious. And here's what, uh, the dead man thinks to himself. He says, uh, Kubla Kane setup. Why is Batman taking us there? And Batman then thinks to himself, written on that scrap, Sacred River account. It's a clue in, I can't, Coleridge's poem, Kubla Khan. There's a palace, Xanadu, where Alf, the Sacred River, ran. Uh, well, Carlton Keynes calls his place Xanadu, and this stream could be his Sacred River. My hunch is that the account's name is Code. Good thing he doesn't have guards on his river. And it's like... Oh boy! So again, we're 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 stretching here pretty far. Yeah, this is this is weird. And they finally get to um, Kubla Kane's palatial <laughs> state. The, the the big thing again. Now they've already picked up that something is not uh, not as it seems because inside you get to see Kubla Kane. He's sitting in almost like a throne. There's a whole bunch of computers in the background, and his butler comes up to him. He goes, "Sir." The paymaster has been discharged, as you wish. And Kublai Kane goes, good. With my reform campaign moving to a climax, no one must betray my secret role as dun, 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 the king. So it's been mm -hmm. revealed that this guy Kublai Kane is indeed the guy who's been wreaking havoc this whole time. And he's in charge of all these little villains and, and you know, side characters coming after Batman and Guy and um, Gordon. And the king mm -hmm. has been revealed. And it's Kublai Kane. My God, the revelation. And I will say, uh, I'll give Haney a little credit for this as well. At no point during the story before, like, right now, did I think that Kane guy was the big guy. Because they, they threw all those other, like you know, names at you of all these other big time hoods. I was just expecting it to be one of them. I, when it was Kane, I was like, oh crap, it's him. It was almost one character too many. Like they kept throwing way too many names at us. Like, you know what I mean? Like this Mooney guy and uh big Willie and uh big Jim and my God, you name it. There were so many names being tossed around. It was hard to even decipher who was who, but Boy, as he found out, and he comes in just in time. He reveals himself just as Batman walks through the door, and Batman comes in, and he just, pardon the pun, he literally bitch slaps the old butler. He comes and mm -hmm. he wails away at him. Swap! And he, Kubla Kane is up there on his throne. He goes, Batman, you found me out! Batman goes, oops, second-class butler, no manners. You had me fooled for a long time, Kane. I thought it was LeSabre. And then mm -hmm. Dead Man, who's literally coming up through the floor, he goes, Batman wants me to cool it until he gets a full confession. And mm -hmm. then, boy, does he get it. And he admits to everything, even stealing grapes and grape four. He goes, that peasant 
just as a cog in my syndicate was Big Jim Coltrane. No, I alone conceived of it all, the crime wave to make Gotham turn on me as its savior. Then, political power to give me absolute control of the city. But it's never been a scheme. You'll never reveal anyone to Batman. You'll never, you'll never re... What's it? You'll never... Reveal. Anyone back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so he's telling them he's never going to be able to tell. You've just summoned help. You're trapped forever in Xanadu. Now, I'm going to have a little sport with the great Batman before I have your lifeless body buried a hundred feet beneath these stones. And he pulls out a good old sword and looks like, yeah, looks like two mm-hmm. swords, a bat and a sword. And he is swiping away at the old Batman. Yeah, on the top of page 22 there, it almost looks like he stabs Batman in the stomach. It does. It literally does. But Batman, I think he's evading it. He looks like he's he's avoiding it. But yeah, you're right. It uh, looks like an almost a full-on impaling is about to happen here. But anyway. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have a little bit of a fight. And meanwhile, Boston just, you know, uh, inhabits one of the mooks and starts to, uh, you know, like punch people out and stuff like that. But you know, Batman does, you know, start to get the better of uh, Kane because Kane's tough. But it, again, he's not Batman. But the butler wakes up and he's got a piece and he uh, shoots at Batman. And I don't know if just, you know, maybe Haney's uh, dialogue here and the uh, artwork just aren't matching up correctly because, you know, Dead Man thinks to himself, the butler recovered, taking a bead on Batman. Got to take him over. And it does show him like flying towards the butler, but he's like, it doesn't even look like he's hardly touching him if he is at all. And he fires the shot. And I do like the visual, how it goes. The shot goes through dead man, but it goes right and hits the, uh, the sword that Kane is holding. And he, he goes, dead man's desperate dive jars. The gunman's aim just a hair. And, and again, it looks like it hits that, but does it ricochet off the sword and then hit Kane and kill him? I'm guessing. It doesn't look like it. It looks like it literally just hits the. Oh wait, a yeah, he goes ah. So yeah, I guess it ricochets and uh, and literally goes into Kane just like that. But we don't get to see it. So Batman yeah. with a very 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 short cape, by the way, is shown back on <laughs> from like the from the back up, and he's holding Kane's arm out, and he's got the samurai sword or just a handle that you can see up, and you see the bullet ricocheting off the the samurai sword, and the sound effect is hilarious. It's like, <laughs> it's really really weird. And anyway, you just see the ah, which I guess means that that was the very end of Kubla Kane. The king mm-hmm. is dead. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Dead Man as the butler, you okay, Batman? And he goes, Thanks, Boston. I'm okay. And then he does a little poem here for us and then says, So long, Carlton. Too bad your power madness overthrew a brilliant brain. And Batman says, Listen, Dead Man. At this point, Dead Man did jump out of the butler, but Batman's still talking to him and he says, Maybe some other time I'll be able to help you if another lead turns up. I won't fail next time. And Boston says, Hey, I can't let Batman go on his way. I'll just hop inside him a sec. And and I'm thinking, Haney, was this necessary? He was just in the butler. Why can't he just use the butler to do this? Why did he have to hop in the Batman to write a note on the wall to then hop out of Batman and go away? And he okay. literally writes him a note. So he inhabits his body to pick up a pen or, or some sort of writing device. It's like chalk. Writes, yes, chalk. And he writes, next time we'll get him. Thanks, buddy. Adios, dead man. What? 
Adios. Thanks, buddy. Adios, dead man. Yeah, why couldn't he just tell him that while he was inhabiting the butler's body or use the butler to write? I don't get it. I was just like, And Batman's looking on to nobody because he can't see dead man. He doesn't know what direction he's leaving, all this type of stuff. And he says, adios, dead man, and maybe someday we'll find your killer, the hook and peace. Then the narration ends this story and it says, yes, maybe someday dead man will reach the end of his fantastic hunt. And perhaps Batman will be there. But that's another story. Never the end. That <laughs> well, includes, wow. That includes one heck of uh, a zany Haney story <laughs> right here, brother. I can guarantee you this was uh, this was some crime to the next level of foolishness and tomfoolery is what I would say about this. This issue. Yeah, it's like never the end. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of glad this story is at its end. <laughs> yeah, this 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 I would say after reading uh, several of Dead Man's first appearances is by far the most shoehorned, zany, weird and silly uh, interpretation of Dead Man that we've seen so far. So spectacular mm-hmm. art, like a next level, mm. like like Neil Adams is is definitely carrying his load here. But uh Haney's writing is a little bit off the chain here, a little, little bit hard to read. His dialogue is definitely not anything Batman nor the dead man would, would speak like. And uh, just the cast of characters that he paints in this entire issue is uh, just just doesn't make one that uh, that you want to read again, Billy, is what I would say. Yeah, I and again, I love Haney just because of how wacky he is. But oh, yeah. he usually goes like one or two steps further than the story needs. But I felt he went like 10 steps further in this one. It, it kind of got to a point where I was just kind of like, oh, brother, like more of that or this or now that like the guy's got it's Max Chill, Joe Chill's brother. And he's got a hand with a hook. Oh, but it's a fake hook. And then the, it's like, oh, my gosh, like he was just I felt like he had a bad day at the office writing this one because usually I just laugh and really enjoy his stories. But by the time I got to reading this one, I was just like, yeah, I probably won't go back to this one anytime soon. It was just kind of a. I don't want to say annoying sounds harsh, but just just not my thing to to go back to. I didn't think it was worth much of a reread anytime soon. I, I think on paper, this story is a lot better than it seems. So, you know, the you know, Gotham City is under siege by the syndicate. You have, you know, the local newspaper pointing the finger at Batman and Gordon saying that they are irresponsible and haven't done enough. Meanwhile, you've got someone searching for their own murderer. And that murderer ends up in Gotham or someone who likes him. Now, why don't we throw on the fact that one of the murderers or one of the one of the suspects is Max Jill, the very person who, you know, is the brother of the person who killed Batman's parents. And now why don't we go even further? We got this guy called the king uh, who's also in charge of the syndicate, who's also in the mix so you've got all these like grandiose story ideas being tossed around none of them come to any satisfying you know conclusion and it's just it feels like a lot happening and not much delivered what do you think (laughs) yeah it's just way too much for like a 22 and a half page comic way too much it's just like oh my gosh dude this felt like a double issue though this felt like about 48 pages of material (laughs) this would be this would be a 12 issue maxi nowadays man like holy crap (laughs) jeez man yeah i was just like you just finished a trades worth of uh of dialogue alone in this issue like yeah, every just, panel, like like poor I, w- I feel really bad 
for uh, for someone like Neil Adams, who's literally, you know, one of the masterclass artists of our time. And he's got to shoehorn all this dialogue that Haney shoved at him. Like, does he even have room to draw? That's that's my question. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's Crazy. just uh, Crazy. Yeah. I just again, I, I you won't find a bigger Haney fan than me out there. I, I, I really doubt it. Just because most people just are like, ah, he's too kooky. He's too crazy. He doesn't follow continuity. He's got a lot of detractors, but I love his <laughs> stuff. But again, I was just like, dude, you just like went way overboard here, man. Like it, it was so overboard. I couldn't even laugh enough and have enough fun with it. It just got to a point where I was like, oh boy, like, okay, when's this over? <laughs> when's this ride over? <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. But mm. listen, it, it was a good time. I can't say that I did not enjoy it. You know what I mean? I, 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 I did enjoy the book. There was so much, so much going on that this could have easily been two issues worth of material. You know what I mean? Or like a miniseries. And the fact that we haven't heard of Kubla Kane and his newspaper, you know, the impact on Gotham, the syndicate or the king. Any time after this is is a little bit of a letdown, to be honest with you. This seems like a story that that could have had ramifications. You know what I mean? But nope, one and done, and we're off to the races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely one that's like you know, it's probably a good thing they haven't come back to this <laughs> in any way. Oh, shape, oh yeah, oh no question. No, leave, no leave question. it in the closet. Leave it in the closet. <laughs> leave it in the filing cabinet. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe man. accidentally burn in the wildfires of Canada. I don't know. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably can. It it, it can probably get you stay there. <laughs> so, oh man, well, yeah, that's that's gonna wrap us up here, man. So, thanks for joining me for this one. I really appreciate it, brother. So, uh, if anybody wants to find you out there, you know, on the socials, where can they look? Oh, listen, I'm just I'm hanging out here with you. We're doing some podcasts, and I've actually been uh, coming off a very, very, very long busy streak at work. So I'm going to get back in action. Uh, did some actual work for my superhero satellite blog. We updated a couple brand new posts that have actually been posted in the last month. So head over there. Um, it's Charlton Hero WordPress. Uh, you can find me just just uh, Google superhero satellite and uh, jump in on some of that action if you're into retro comic books cartoons professional wrestling you'll find some fun stuff there surely surely there's something to to satisfy your palate there i'm hanging out here with billy over here doing some uh some dead man action which i'm really really enjoying but if you really want to talk to chris bailey or aka charlton underscore hero you can find me over on twitter hook me up at charlton underscore hero and uh we always have a good time over there with me and the fine folks of the super blog team up my blogging contingent uh if you want to find out all our good work that we do over there with all our famous bloggers that we have going on over there hit hashtag super blog team up hashtag sbtu and find out all the great content there that's me billy and just a word to the warning for anybody that does look you up if you uh say anything uh bad about the GoBots, you're dead to him so oh just... let me tell you something right <laughs> now brother it is going to be hell on earth you can keep your transformers and your beasties movies i'm talking gobot psykill leader one do not do not in my domain talk bad about talk smack about my gobots that means you too tom scioli <laughs> you 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 will be summarily blocked if you trash the gobots get ready <laughs> all right well again thanks chris man this was a lot of fun thanks for joining me for this one and yeah people will hear you uh, again uh, soon enough uh, we'll do more dead man and then you know we have another couple of things cooking too we'll eventually talk about so definitely uh, everybody will hear you again soon uh, again on uh, one of my shows so thanks again buddy absolutely have a good one billy take care to our listeners more dead man action coming real soon